I didn't know what to record as an intro, so here is a German poem. Otto's mops klopft. Otto komm mops komm. Otto's mops kommt. Otto's mops kotzt. Otto oh Gott oh Gott. You're listening to Podcast Detected. Now run. Hello everybody to Podcast Detected. I'm not gonna say episode number this and that because I honestly have no idea which episode it is. Same. Yes. <laughs> so let's say the newest episode of Podcast Detected. There we go. Yeah, the first episode after our very long break that we took. Yes. Uh, with you today uh, is Elizabeth or Liz, as I go here on the podcast, with me, Bibi, the cat. You can hear oh, her in the background. That was a very well-timed purr. <laughs> yes, yes. And this is not even like an editing magic trick. She's actually yeah. purring at the moment. She's purring so loudly. I love it. <laughs> and with me, of course, you heard her, the wonderful Erin. Hello. It is very good to be back talking yes, about Zombies Run again. It? I'm so isn't excited. I'm, I'm very glad we're getting back into the whole podcast thing. Me too. And it was like an accidental yeah. break. Like I didn't no. intend to go months and months without sitting down to record with anybody. It just kind of happened. Yeah. Yeah. It was but, weird. <laughs> but we're back. Yay. We're back. Yay. And this episode, uh, we don't have uh, the most sophisticated topic. So there's not going to be a lot of meta discussion about feminism what we usually do it's i mean uh, probably not yeah and not every episode has to be a meta discussion about feminism right right right, so right. <laughs> some some episodes can just be about the fan fiction we like yes which is exactly what we're talking about today and i'm yeah. so excited <laughs> and to be fair we already had a uh, I think one episode at least where we talked about fan fiction and fan work and the fandom as such. But, you know, it's a topic that we can bring back every yeah. once in a while. Well, it's constantly changing. There's new people joining. There's new fic being posted. There's updates to fic being posted. So Also, we kind of wanted to have a, an, not an easy, but an easier topic to get back into it, you know, into the whole... Uh, podcast recording thing right um, well and especially with you starting over with the game yeah. and I'm still in I think like mid-season six towards the end of season six so I'm not caught up so yeah I think it'll be it'll be a good nice little ease in and then we'll get to the real hard-hitting stuff later yes meta about meta feminism. talks of feminism <laughs> exactly <laughs> coming soon to a pair of earbuds near you <laughs> And and uh, yeah, before before we get into it, I mean, we, we usually we start with fandom news, but I guess if you wanted to talk about all the news since our last episode, it would be a lot. Yeah, yeah. So let's not do that. But uh, I was asked a bit more to be precise we were asked on twitter and you replied about doing like um uh, you know something about restarting the game mm -hmm. because that's what i'm doing i'm starting with uh season one again i actually did start with season one again and i thought 
and we talked about it for a bit that it would be fun to kind of do maybe an episode or two about you know certain missions and and rerunning them or you know going back to the early days of zombies mm -hmm. run so if that is something you'd be interested in listeners we are planning on probably maybe doing something <laughs> at the very least i think that we'll probably have a discussion about like you know if you want to dive back in but don't necessarily want to redo all of the episodes what are like the real the really important ones or the particularly enjoyable ones to rerun because a lot of them especially season two has a lot of filler ones that aren't like they're fun but they're not necessarily relevant to the overarching plot of season two hmm. so you know for for those like me who maybe just want to hit the episodes that are more important for moving the plot forward um, I think a list of those and or a discussion of those would be good. Yeah. Also, then there are episodes that are, are, are missions that back then were not important, but looking back, they kind of are. Yeah. Like uh, uh -huh. Times New Roaming, which is still one yes. of my favorite episode titles. Because if you look back, it was just a filler episode, but then you rerun it and you're like, oh, this character becomes so important later on yes yeah so we might do ep well maybe not full episodes but maybe like small episodes about that about yeah. missions like that what i'm at the moment doing but this is more just for fun and for myself is whenever i go out and run one of those early season one missions and then i come back i just record a few minutes uh of my thoughts just mm -hmm. so you know i i remember what kind of was really like blowing my mind. For example, I did not realize that they re-recorded parts of the first mission. Oh. Yeah, the first, just, it's just the first audio clip of the first mission is, and here's the thing, I don't know if it has been like that when you right. started Zombies Run or if it just, I mean, because I know this first mission, like, by heart. And I was like, oh, this is weird. They're saying the same things, but they clearly have re-recorded this. So I'm like, oh, this is interesting. I immediately realized that they re-recorded right. it. So it's like, oh, that's weird. I mean, it's not bad. It's just different. And yeah. And it's, and it's the same script. They didn't change the script at all. They just... Yes. Interesting. Yes. Not exactly, but more or less. What the, the pilot says is more or less the same, and what Sam says is, like, exactly the same. Interesting. Just re-recorded. Like, did you get Philip Nightingale to re-record part of the first right. episode? That's like, wild. Just just the first thing. Just the thing that you hear on the helicopter, and, and the rest of the mission is the same, because I was a bit worried, because I'm replaying... Uh, zombies run to kind of get back in touch with myself when I started the right. game. So of course I want to be all nostalgic. Right. And so if the if the mission is like re-recorded and I immediately hear that, that would not work for me. But it's it's just the first sound bite. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. I don't know why they did it. That's so strange, huh? Yeah. Oh well. So that's the kind of stuff I'm. 
just recording when I come back from a run or, okay, why did they change the order of the episodes? Oh, this makes sense. Oh, this doesn't make sense. Okay. Yeah, I knew that they had changed the order of the episodes. And I think that they changed that around before I started using the app. And I think it works for the most part. I think they did a good job switching this around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, interesting. I think it'll be... If, if you decide to edit some of those thoughts together to make like oh, little cool. mini episodes to post, I think that'll be really cool. Yeah, because I don't want to do one for every mission because I don't have right to say about every mission. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was just a, a quick update from, from cool. my side. So, should we, should we get into the topic yeah. of, of today? A very silly uh fan fiction topic because we decided to do this topic because we were in the room and we were all talking oh let's do a new episode and I don't know was it you or was it me who said oh I could do a whole episode just talking about I think it was both of us (laughs) I think we were both like that I could (laughs) do that (laughs) so let's just do that why why not not? it'll be good (laughs) so but to 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 get better karma, should we start with fan fiction that is Probably, not written by us? Even though I, well, and <laughs> yeah. we we've even talked on. I think you and I have talked on this show about the Help I'm Alive fan fiction that you wrote that I loved so much. Yeah, and that it was, was like so one nice. of the first ones I ever read, oh. and it's still one of my favorites. But I'll. I'll wax poetic about that more later since that one's by you. Oh, no, that would probably make me very, Aww. very embarrassed. <laughs> no, it's so good. I love it. Um, do you have, have you, do you, do you still kind of keep up with reading the fan fiction or do you, I kind of tend to go in fits and starts. Like I'll have weeks where it's like all I'm reading and then I'll kind of put away mm. AO3 and like read a book book. A real book. <laughs> A real book, yeah. So I haven't read any new fan fiction in a while. I've also got another fandom that I've started writing for and reading for that is taking some of my ZR time. Because it's been too hot here for me to go running. It's just been so hot out. Same. Same. It's just too warm here. I mean, I do go for runs, but I'm like, they're about... 5k and then I'm like no I'm good it's too warm oh, I'm that's, going home. that's still better than I've been doing but yeah so do you so have you been keeping up with what's going on in the fan fiction community not really and I feel super bad about it a, a part of me but and and this is something that I, I did talk about before is that uh, the new seasons the later seasons are just not right. They're just not as much my taste as the earlier right. seasons. And a lot of the people who who are writing fan fiction now, I think, are more writing for the newer seasons. And I'm like, yeah, that's just not as interesting to me. But I did read a lot of fan fiction uh, in my early fandom days. And I remember many of them quite fondly. Like, well, I'm going to yeah. be jotting them down as you tell me because I have been itching to read some good fan fiction. So, oh my god, I have a pen and a paper, a piece of paper ready. So, when you tell me that you've got a good one, I will jot it down because I'm excited and I'm willing to bet that some of our listeners will be doing the same. The problem is, I don't remember like You're, the names. Oh. I could probably still because, find them. Yeah, because most of them uh, I read on Tumblr because people 
they were uh you know they posted stuff on archive of our own of course but they would also post it on tumblr and that's usually sure. where i read them and as the people i followed and so okay. I, I didn't even bother to look up their fanfic on on archive of our own because it was just oh it's a new okay new I can, well, I can jot down basic plot points and then just go on an expedition to yeah, try to probably. find them myself. That was that was why I pulled up all those tabs, because I was like, I remember the plots and stuff, uh. but I don't remember what they're called or who wrote them. So I had to go through my bookmarks and my subscriptions and pull up all my favorites. There's uh, one fan fiction, and I'm, I don't remember, I think I have told this story on the podcast before so i'm very sorry if i'm repeating myself <laughs> but you know also not everybody listens to every episode because we have a lot of episodes right so yeah um, so i actually found the the zombies run fandom through a fan fiction so i was okay. um i i started doing zombies run and back then i was not super active on Twitter, but I followed some people on Twitter that I liked, and then one of them recommended Zombies Run. So I started playing Zombies Run, and it was fine. I didn't have the need to talk about it much. I just played the game. And then, as it was the case with so many people, and then I played A Voice in the Dark, and I yep. just wanted to talk about it because it was so emotional. So I went home, and I got on Twitter and I looked for a zombies run but all the people they had all everything they posted was just their run stats I'm like I, I don't care about that just just talk right. to me about this one and so I was looking for a voice in the dark yeah, that's the actually what I what I entered into the Twitter search bar okay a, vo a voice in the dark and I I found a link to a Tumblr post with a link to a fanfiction and it was one of those retelling the game from the point of view of Runner 5 kind of fanfictions. They were very, very popular in the early days of the fandom. So people sat down and wrote their own stories with their own Runner 5 and, and kind of retold the game. And it was one of those and I loved this fanfiction so much and I read it for weeks, always waiting for the updates. And then I, you know, I was tired of constantly, like, just having bookmarks and so I was like, I'm just gonna get one of those Tumblr thingies and I will just follow the person who posts the chapters. Sure. And that's how I joined the fandom and I think this fanfiction was never completed but i still followed a person who wrote it and i uh actually told them that it was their fanfiction that i still like i loved so much and i think they were very happy about that i would imagine so yeah. i mean it's always nice to have somebody say i read your work and i loved it yeah i i told them probably like it wasn't even like when i started it being part of the fan. It was like years after that. I was it came up in like some conversation. And I was like so out of like out of the blue I said, Oh, you know, by the way, like your fanfiction was what got me really hooked on this game. So Cool. I don't remember I think I probably got into the fandom. 
I probably, it, I'm sure that it was the exact same thing. I did a voice in the dark and I was like, I need to, I, I have feelings. And I must have Googled for something and found somebody's Tumblr. I know your Tumblr is one of the first ones that I found. I didn't know it was you at the time, but it's like the welcome to the fandom post yeah. is one of the things that you that a lot of us first find. And I don't remember how I found... You know what? It was probably on the forums. RuffleNet. Yeah, the RuffleNet forums that I posted something and I think it was uh, Maximilian Carnage was like, you need to you need to get over to Archive of Our Own. And I was like, what is that? And he's like, oh, honey, <laughs> you need you just just go over there. And I did. And I was like, there's so many fan fictions. And like, I never really had read fan fiction for much of anything prior to this and so like I didn't know what an AU was I didn't know any of the terms and I've discovered I actually really like AUs because I like watch I like watching how the authors rewrite the the characters into completely different situations but still manage to maintain the original voices of those characters Mm -hmm. it's fascinating to me I mean I I love seeing that with like, you know, the 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 non-AU works as well. And for anybody out there who doesn't know what AU is, like I didn't, it's alternate universe. Um, so like one of my one of my favorites is a a college AU, uh, where all the characters are in college together. <laughs> yeah, I just I think it, I just think it's fascinating to want to see the different settings that people drop these characters into. For me, the most interesting like AU scenarios are always when they take characters from one franchise and put it in another franchise Uh and sometimes sometimes it just doesn't work yeah and other times (laughs) i'm like oh this is really brilliant this really works for those characters so yeah yeah there was one i read and i don't remember who it was by or what it was called but it was an x-files crossover and i was never I never really was into the X-Files. It's on AO3, but I was never really into the X-Files, so I only have a very basic understanding. But in this, it was Paula and Maxine were like the, like Paula was like the investigator and she was working with Maxine on this case where um, like Eugene's body turned up missing a leg. (laughs) <laughs> like they found this dead body and it was identified as Eugene Woods and it was like no it wasn't he wasn't even dead he showed up and they managed like he was still alive but he woke up in the hospital with no memory of what had happened to him it was really interesting and worked really well even not knowing the X-Files very well i'll have to see if i can find it so i can tell people what it's called cuz it was it was very very well done that sounds like that sounds like it would work really well. It really did. One of the things I've always wanted to write because I think it would work so well with the big zombies run cast and the the type of characters. I've always wanted to write a Stargate Atlantis zombies run thing. Okay. So take all the zombies run characters and put them into the Stargate Atlantis universe, but I never got around to it because it's like too much work and I can't be bothered. I just want <laughs> no, no, no. I just want somebody else to write this for me so I can read it. Basically, yeah. No, I I find myself thinking a lot of the time. I'm like, oh man, I really wish this existed. 
I don't want to create it. I just want to read it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But yeah. And and the thing is, there probably is one somewhere. (laughs) It may exist only on someone's hard drive. It may not be posted, but you know, somebody has thought to do that crossover. Probably. Also, I, I want somebody not only to just write it for me to read it, but to write it exactly the way I want it to be uh-huh. written. <laughs> because nothing is worse than if you read the description of a fanfic and you think, oh, this is such a brilliant idea. And then you read it and like, oh, it's just not very well executed. <laughs> yes, either it's either the execution is fine, but the writing is bad mm. or the writing is fine, but they just didn't do the thing well. I think overall the quality, like I've read a lot of fan fiction from a lot of different fandoms and, you know, all fandoms have like brilliantly written fan fiction and then a lot that is in the middle and then a lot that's very bad. Yeah. But I, I'd say overall the the writing in the Zombies Run fandom is pretty good. We've got some really talented people. Yes, we do. We do. So now we did something for the karma and talked about other <laughs> fanfictions. Like, you are working on a fanfiction and I read parts of it. I don't think I'm up to date with everything you posted, but I did read some of it. You yeah. want to talk about it. So mine is called I Am Titanium. And it is one of those, like you were talking about earlier, that, you know, starts from the beginning and, you know, fills in my five's thoughts throughout the progression of the story. And I don't necessarily, I don't write the during mission scenes because that's all, like, that's already in the game. I I basically do what I, I, I call them interludes. Each scene is, it takes place like just after the end of a mission. So it's kind of Five's reaction to what has just happened. Um, I've gotten through season one. I think I have 10 chapters, 11 chapters from season one. And I think I've, I have a bunch written for later in the series because I was in like season three when I started writing this. And so I have a bunch that I've already written and I can't publish yet because the story's not there yet. But <laughs> I, need, I need to finish out, like I need to do chapter or uh, season two. I think I I think I've posted one episode or, or I'm sorry one chapter from season two, but I need to get back into it. That was one of my goals this summer was to get back into it and try to do at least every other week updates, um, if not yes, weekly, please. because I really I enjoy writing it. I really do, and it's funny because the very first fan fiction that I ever wrote for ZR was a reaction to A Voice in the Dark. And it was just, I mean, it was basically like, hey, Five and Sam have just been through this really traumatic thing together. So she goes to the comm shack afterwards and it went the route that a lot of fan fictions go where it just sexy times ensue. But once I started, once I did the 5K trainer, I was like, oh, you know, because starting with just doing the main Zombies Run app, you don't get a lot of mm-hmm. five and, or I'm sorry, of Sam and Alice, the previous runner five. Like he mentions her and he's like, yeah, I had a thing for her, but that's really all you get about her. Whereas you get to see in the 5K trainer his reactions to her death. And so when I started writing I Am Titanium, I was like, I can't, I mean, 
A Voice in the Dark is like episode six or seven. I can't, Sam's not going to be there yet. Like he's not going to be willing to just like fall into bed with somebody. So, and honestly, that scene was that I wrote was not particularly well written anyway. Um, So (laughs) I still have it. It's on my hard drive. Pieces of it will probably come into play later. But no, I'm in, I mean, I'm in season two now and five and Sam are still kind of just feeling out their friendship. But no, I've had a lot of fun writing it. It's been, it's been interesting to develop my five and see how my five is compared to so many other people's interpretations of that character. Yeah, that's what I like about those fan fiction. And and I never, like, I wrote not a ton, but I did write some stuff for, for the Zombies Run fandom. And I never wrote one of those. And I decided I'm going to write one of those fan fictions just for myself. And it's going to be full of like all the tropes and all the cliches that I like uh-huh. and it doesn't ha- and, and it doesn't have to appeal to other people basically yes. I'm just this is just gonna be I'm doing whatever I want and I'm writing these characters however I want to write them because I'm one of these people who I think the the one fan fiction that you mentioned uh help I'm alive mm-hmm. It's the only one where I specifically, like, because I know that Sam and Runner 5 is, like, the most popular ship. Right. Or one of the most popular ships. I guess now it is the most popular ship because we haven't had uh, Radio Able for such a long time. So I think it's probably, like, that changed everything a little bit. But I think uh, I'm not the biggest fan of that ship right i love their friendship but i mean i i i see where people are coming from and in this case i wrote it that way because it was a a fan fiction that i wrote for somebody else right and they mentioned they like this so that and and for everything else i try to keep it very vague like vague Mm -hmm. and i always try to keep five's gender uh like vague and and what five looks like and race and everything. Right. But for this, for this fan fiction, I was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm just gonna write five however I want. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. No, and there's something yeah. really freeing about that. Like I've tried, I, I've, I've written a couple things that are a little more, um. I guess I've only done one. I did. I did a drabble, so I, I managed 100 words where five was gender neutral. Um, <laughs> but I've got it. It's so difficult. Isn't it, it is. It is. Yes. And that's why I didn't even recognize. I didn't even realize until I had finished help I- reading Help I'm Alive, and I think you mentioned to me something about a- how hard it was to write a gender neutral five, and I was like, whoa. I didn't even realize it was a gender neutral five because I hadn't even like you did it so, so well that I didn't even think about it. And it was it was beautiful and masterful. It was amazing. Oh. And But it it's so difficult. It is, it is, which is why I have exactly one hundred words where I do not mention yeah. five's gender. In all my other stuff, five is female, because there's a I mean, there's a little bit of a self insert happening in in a lot of my fan fiction, but I did one called Prom, where I think Cameo and Kitan find a bunch of, like, margarita mix. And so everybody's like, (laughs) all right, we're having a party. 
And so they go out to like a bunch of fa- bunch of fancy dress shops and get like costumes and ball gowns and they have prom. And it was just a really Aww. sweet, fluffy, completely nothing to do with the actual plot of the game. But I'm like, you know what? Everybody needs to be happy for a little bit. And that was one that I didn't try to be gender neutral because that was very much a self-insert. And I'm not going to apologize for that. <laughs> never, never. But I am never. titanium. I've I've got, it's a little self-inserty, but like I have a very clear in my mind idea of who this Runner 5 character is. I know her real name, even though she doesn't. I know exactly what her entire backstory is, even though she doesn't remember any of it. Because she's an amnesiac. Um, so oh, That's interesting. Yeah, she she hit her head in Jolly Alpha 5-Niner and remembers basic oh, things. No. Like, she remembers, like, how to person. She remembers how to walk and talk and everything. She knows vague things about herself, like she doesn't like tomatoes. She just knows that she thinks tomatoes are gross. But if you ask her what her name is or what the name of her elementary school was or does she have any siblings she can't bring any of that to mind she has no idea and throughout the course of the story things are going to come back to her but i'm not there yet so everybody has to wait for that but are you gonna post the one that you're your your super tropey just for you one are you gonna post that anywhere because i want to read it i mean yeah maybe okay good like but I'm, i'm gonna put a huge disclaimer on it like this is what I'm writing, and this just for me, but feel free to also read it if, if you want. Yeah. Uh, but he, here's the thing, and I wanted to ask you about that, because I know I knew that you also wrote a you know, story like that. A lot of the, the gameplay, because in Zombies Run, everything has to happen during runs. Uh-huh. And if you really think about it, sometimes it doesn't make a lot of sense, like, why don't you talk to this person during lunch? Right. Why does everybody always have to just talk with each other when they are running? Right. Doesn't make a lot of sense. So I was wondering, so for me, I am taking liberties with the source material. I'm like, okay, this does not make sense that this conversation happens during this run. So I'm just, you know, they are just talking somewhere else. Right. And I'm also taking a lot of, liberties with the timeline because you know we all know the timeline in the first season of zombies run does not make sense at all (laughs) true (laughs) it made sense in the very beginning when there was just one season of zombies run and with the 5k trainer and the rearranging of the uh, missions it doesn't make sense anymore but i mean i'm fine with that and i think nobody really cares but for the for the story i'm really you know just moving stuff around and changing stuff so basically uh, a lot of the things happening in the 5k trainer are happening in between the regular missions because i'm assuming that you know they are training and in between five goes out on on all of those missions so how how are you how are you handling that how are you doing i'm fudging the timeline a little bit in that I, ba- I basically am assuming that, like, the zombie outbreak happens, and then five before she's five, and her boyfriend at the time 
decided he worked for I'm trying to remember I think I had him working as like an intern for Pandora Hayes so he kind of knew like he had more information than she did and so he comes home when the first knowledge of the outbreak is starting to happen and it's all over the news he comes home he's like we need to get to the military base and so they go to the military base and they let the base lets her in but they don't let him in and she never sees him again. It's just assumed, like it's implied that he was bitten and didn't tell her, like he didn't pass the bite check, but she doesn't know. She just knows that she gets in the base and she waits and waits and waits for him and nobody, and he he never shows up. Oh no. Right. And of course she doesn't really remember any of this once the the game of Zombies Run starts. Mm, She doesn't have any memory of this. But that first chapter is like the before. So she gets to Mullins and she takes up running because she's sleeping so poorly because she's having all these nightmares. And the woman sleeping in the cot next to her is like, you need to find something to wear yourself out because you are keeping everybody in this dorm up like all night, every night. Find something to tire yourself out. So she starts running. So she gets a little bit of like... I had to factor into the timeline enough time for her to go from never having been a runner to Mm. being able to run Jolly Alpha 5-Niner. So a couple months at Mullen's base after the outbreak of the zombie virus before Jolly Alpha 5-Niner happens. And then after Jolly Alpha 5-Niner, I stick in the whole 5K trainer. So she's... and, And that is what, like an 8 to 12 week program? Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, so I'm fudging because the season (laughs) one timeline doesn't make sense. No, no. And I don't think anybody will call me out on it because I think we all recognize that even Six to Start doesn't really understand what their own timeline was for the early seasons. Yeah, also, like, uh, I, I remember... Somebody tried making a timeline in the early days of the fandom. I think we had like two seasons out and we already realized it was this, this, this futile, but they tried. Uh-huh. But it didn't make sense either, like in which year it takes place, because I think we were like, okay, so it's probably been now two years since the outbreak. Right. And then it was just a small remark about um, Matt Smith being the doctor. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, now now that doesn't make sense. Okay, so this doesn't work. So that could not happen. Yeah. So we are wrong. Yeah, and I th- yeah, I think they've recognized that they need to stop dropping in very specific pop culture references <laughs> because otherwise they're going to out themselves as to like what year they're writing it, which doesn't necessarily make sense for the timeline of when people are listening yeah. to it. But yeah, it's season... In my fic, all of the season one stuff happens basically over the course of a few months. Like, she's at Mullen's base for, which is before season one starts. She's at Mullen's base. They end up sending her as a civilian to able to help with Project Greenshoot, which as far as she's aware is like a rebuilding effort. And so she's had a couple months to like build up her stamina and kind of get in shape as a runner and then she gets dropped into Able, and then she has to train for a couple months doing the 5K trainer. Mm. So there's probably at least six months from when she arrives at Mullen's base to when she starts as an active runner for 
able. And that's the most condensed possible timeline that I can think of that makes sense for her in terms of being able to build up her stamina as a runner. And then the events of season one seem to happen fairly quickly. Like over yeah. the span of maybe two or three months. And that I realized when I when I was rerunning, like the early, uh, I, I, how many, I, I just ran three missions so okay. far during my rerun. And it's really like, so you, you come back from this one mission with Sarah where you're kind of, drawing away the zombies because the gate right. is shut uh, is stuck and then immediately it's like oh yeah just you know take a quick rest because you have to run out because we have heard about a kid somewhere lost in the wilderness I'm like wait this is happening like right after the other why the hurry yeah. but of course i realized back then they had the overall story arc but it had not really like appeared so they always had to make sure in the end of one mission, there's something making us curious about the next right. mission. Because they didn't do, like, they didn't really do two parts yeah. in the beginning. So I was like, oh my god. So basically, Runner 5 arrives and and then goes for a run with Sarah and then goes for a run with Evan and then saves the kid. And all of that happens, like, within probably, like, a few yeah. days. Like, yeah, it's... Full Runner 5. It is... Very condensed. And then yeah. as the seasons go on and start getting longer, it starts to feel more like each season is roughly a calendar year's worth of time. Yeah. But season one, I don't think there's any universe where you can stretch season one out to more than a few months. No. No. Even if you put all of the 5K trainer in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just, I don't, the, the timeline of this fandom is very strange. And I... I haven't, I feel like most of the fan fiction that I've read has been the AU stuff. And so the timeline isn't a factor, but I need to read some, some canon fan fiction and see how other people deal with that. Because yeah, we can't be the only ones sitting here thinking, okay, how are we going to make this work for the story (laughs) that we want to tell? But I don't know if people still write those fan fictions. I don't know. I think, I, I, can't I, think to, I mean, it can't be that many people because the, the game has been around so long, but we're still getting new people to the yeah. fandom. I mean, I started writing mine not that long ago. I mean, I started writing mine like a yeah, week ago. Exactly. So. Yeah, so I started... But I already made it to Abel, so... That's, that's true, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty new to the the fandom community and the first thing I wanted to write was this so there've got to be other people who did the same thing right it's not yes I'm pretty and you've been sure. in the fandom for a really long time and you're diving into this so there've got to be others and uh, I guess the title is inspired by the David Gibbons yeah song? I was listening to that a whole yeah. lot um like it kept coming up on my like another playlist that I had it's I actually have, it's not the original one. It's a cover uh, by this YouTube artist named Madeline Bailey. um, It's like a really slow version of it. And I really like it. It's like a good cool down song. And yeah, that was on one of my mixes. And it was one of those where I would put it on shuffle and it kept coming up. Like every time (laughs) I, I, I had like, you know, 
a hundred something songs on that playlist and I would get through maybe 10 per workout and every single time that song would be one of them. So it was on my mind a lot. And I I think it's, I think it's really applicable for runner five. Yeah. So yeah. Help I'm Alive, the fan fiction that you mentioned before, that was also a song. Oh, was it? Yeah. It was on, um, there was this person in the fandom, I'm not sure if they're still actively in the fandom, who made these amazing uh, playlists on 8-tracks, which doesn't really exist anymore. 8-tracks, well, basically unusable if you're outside of the US. And one of the songs was... uh, was the song Help I'm Alive. And I don't know, for some reason, that kind of fit the story. And that's why I call it that. And that's why Help I'm Alive is, you know... If you read the story, you know that it's a important yes, phrase. Very, story, it's very so. important. Yeah. yeah, I came up with this whole story in like two oh hours. My goodness. <laughs> I always have great ideas, but then I never write them. But I had to write it because it was a gift. Right, it so. was wonderful. And... I was forced to write so it. So one of the things so. that one of the no, I'm looking at it right now. One of the notes that you have is that it's a soulmate AU because every fandom needs at least a few dozen of those. Yes. I yes. haven't I guess maybe I just haven't run into a lot of what would be considered a soulmate AU in in this sense. Is is that like a huge trope where like yes. they're soulmates and they're connected in some like physical or emotional or mental way that is made extremely clear in the story the way this one is yeah i think like i have stumbled across many of those uh i i I have not necessarily read a lot of them but it's mostly like i think it's this idea that there is some physical sign that will show you without a doubt who your soulmate is and that could be like um the first phrase is a very common thing. Like the first phrase your soulmate would ever say to you is like a tattoo okay. somewhere. I mean, if if you add tags into archive of our own, soulmate tattoos is one of the tags that already exists. So it's it's a it's a very common thing. And I like I like the idea, but at the same time, I'm like no, I don't like the idea that somebody is just getting together with somebody just because they have this to do right. it doesn't make sense so for me in the story it was very important to show that no no they only just find out about those tattoos in right. the end but like the decision hey i want to be with this person actually happens before that without knowing about the tattoos so oh, i'm getting chills yeah, just I, thinking I about it i love it, it so much everybody listening I needs just... to go read it <laughs> Okay, and and tell yeah, us how awesome she is, because I I wanted to write something fun because, uh, the the one thing I wrote before that was this big, super dark fan fiction where I kind of wanted to challenge myself to write something in second person. Okay, and so I wrote this story that is just like basically Five's home life and how it. Turns out that Five never talks, and, and it's like very abusive, like childhood and youth. And I wrote that. I was like, oh, this is kind of depressing. So the next thing I'm gonna write, I'm gonna write something. I read fun. that one. I read that one, and it was really good. I don't think I realized that was you. 
and it was very dark. And I even wrote a second chapter for that because after the first chapter, I felt so yeah. depressed. It's the one called dot dot. It's just an ellipsis is the title, right? Just the dot dot dot. Yeah. 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 I, yeah that's one. Because I couldn't find a good title. That's one that I have bookmarked. <laughs> I remember because like in the story, Five has a very abusive mm-hmm. childhood. Not in the sense like there is like physical violence, but it's it's like you can see it's not a good good family where five grows up and it's mostly because of five's dad but also like five's mom is like enabling all of that and i remember posting just the first chapter and then somebody from the fandom on tumblr like wrote me a message like are you okay is there something you want (laughs) to talk about how is your relationship with your dad i'm like no my dad is really great i we get along fine. <laughs> not, not everything is a self-insert. <laughs> no, no. It, it was just, for some reason, very dark. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like writing dark and angsty stuff. I like writing fun stuff. So. But sometimes yeah. you just get struck with an inspiration that won't leave you alone until you get it out on paper. Yes. Or the screen, as the case yes. may be. So, yeah, I get it. I get it. I don't love writing dark and angsty stuff, but sometimes that's just what no. has to come out. Do you have any particular favorites that you either subscribe to or return to over and over again when you're just like, I'm in the mood for something that is familiar and comforting and I love it. I'm going to go read this one. There was this very ridiculous fanfic that I love to like think back to. And it was, a, it was an AU with Phil and Zoe being like superheroes. Okay. And... And Phil was this superhero who had a very weird um, power. And it was something like he could make other men fall in love with him. Okay. Uh, and I, it was just so weird because he, he had no idea what to do with the superpower and they have to fight the evil Van Ark. It was ridiculous. It was really bizarre. And and it was some, he was called Man Man or, or something like okay. that. It was his alias. It was ridiculous, and I loved it. And I think that... Uh, it's a weirdly also, specific I, and kind of useless yeah. superpower. <laughs> yes, isn't it? Like, in terms of fighting crime, it's not super useful. Super strength no. or flying would be much more handy. Yeah, and then I like to... Like, I have very fond memories of, like, early season one, season two... Uh, zombies run fan fiction that was a lot of it was about um how jack and eugene got to abel uh-huh we had no idea how they actually got to abel so we all had our own ideas and i have a lot of fond memories of these stories there was one where eugene has a kid i think that was very cute as well okay and i'm not usually a fan of like kid characters in stories because the way kids are written is usually a bit annoying. Like, I mean, let's be really honest here. Kids are annoying. They are. I have two of them and yes. I love them with every fiber of my being, but they are annoying yes. a lot of the time. <laughs> but you can write them more annoying or less annoying. But I, re- I really thought in this fanfiction, I don't, probably the person who wrote this also had kids or at least knew kids very well because I think it was very cute. I, yeah, I liked it. 
Oh, I haven't read a ton. There's one Jack and Eugene one that is called Left of the Dial. It, it's on Archive of Our Own. It's called Left of the Dial by Electric Chicken. Um, it is an AU. Um, it, it's a, a college AU that apparently I just I really like college AUs. Apparently they just really work for me. Um, but it's one where uh, Sarah Smith and Sam like join forces to solve a mystery and Jack and Eugene are just adorable together and I really like it. Um, this is one that was written, I think, early on because it was before we found out what Van Ark's first name was. Ooh. So the author is like, we don't know Van Ark's first name, so I'm just going to give him one. <laughs> it's a real, it's a pretty long story, um, and it's really good. I really have enjoyed it. It's not, I don't know if it's done or not. I haven't read it in a while, and they haven't updated in a while. But there's a lot of Jack and Eugene stuff that is just absolutely adorable, and I really love it. I gotta say, like, I'm not the most romantic person myself, so I usually prefer, I, I don't mind if there's romance in a story. I, you know, it can be very cute if it's mm -hmm. well written. I like it a lot, but I... I always love it if the main story is not just about the people falling in love. Right. Which is kind of bizarre because I wrote Help, I'm Alive, which is just about people falling in love. It and is, but you wrote it for someone at their request. Yeah. So that's allowed. I, I, I didn't I didn't hate writing it. Get yeah. Say, I, so, but I always like, so when you say it's actually about Sam and Sarah trying to solve a mystery, that's like, Okay, yes, give me that and also the Roman stuff, but also just give me solving a mystery. Yeah, I think it, it's been a while since I've read it. I think um, like a lot of the Jack and Eugene stuff is related to them, like just having met and they're falling for each other. But there's mm. also all these really weird other things happening surrounding that. But the stuff with Sam and Sarah is is also a pretty big part of it, if I recall. Do you have any go-to fan fictions you like to go back to or you just like make you feel all warm and fuzzy aside from help i'm alive <laughs> um there's one by runners 345 ready called i never planned on you that is they're they're still they're still updating it not super often mm. but they are i think they've got nine chapters and they are still updating it once in a while but it starts out where Five is at Maxine's bachelorette party. And Sarah has organized it and takes them all to a sex club. And the author's like, I don't know if clubs like this even exist, but let's just <laughs> pretend that they do. And so Five goes into the room that she's been with the sex person she's been assigned to, and it's Sam. And he's got like, he's like a little bit punk and he's got earrings. And I kind of picture him as like, Sam plus Trent from Daria and like <laughs> it's it's so it's well written this. and I'm so here for it and it eventually they started writing more they had more people who were like okay you need you need to keep working on this this is really entertaining <laughs> I need more of this and so it turns out that Maxine ends up going 
she ends up meeting Paula. Paula's not the person she was getting married to. So she ends up meeting Paula and like calling off her engagement. And Paula is working in the lab at at the on the campus and Van Ark is like her professor and starts threatening to fail Sam out of the class that Five is helping him study for. Like after after they go to the sex club, Sam and Five become friends and Five is helping him pass this math class or engineering class that he's really bad at that is taught by Professor Van Ark. And so Van Ark is like, hey, um, my best worker in the lab is all distracted because you introduced her to this girl. So you need to break them up or I'm going to fail your buddy. And it's That's like, a thing that would never happen. I know. Ever. It's all these things that But like, it's amazing. There's so many things in this fic that I'm like, this would never happen in real life. Like, I don't think these clubs exist, or at least not the way they are in this. <laughs> I don't think that a professor could get away with failing a student because one of his other students has a new girlfriend. <laughs> but it works for the purposes of this story. I'm like, okay, I'm willing to suspend disbelief. And just, like, whatever you throw at me, author, I will just blindly accept it. Just keep giving me more of this content. It's it's very, very good. It's very good. There's a lot of sweet Five and Aww. Sam stuff in it. There's a lot of sweet Maxine and Paula stuff, if I recall. This is one that I need to go back and reread, because, like, as I'm skimming through it now, I'm like, oh, yeah, and that. Oh, and that. Oh, I loved that. So, yeah, I think I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> I'm reading fan fiction all night. Do you have, because this is something that I've realized is usually I don't like reading fan fiction that I know is not yet completed. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I don't mind if somebody's like, okay, I've written this story and it's like 40,000 words and I'm going to post those in chapters every other week. Right. And I'm like, okay, I can totally wait and I'm going to keep like looking for updates and I'm going to read all of it. No problem. But if somebody's just writing it, I'm always like worried that they will stop writing. Yeah. But for some reason, I don't mind that much when it's Zombies Run. Because especially if it's something that's very close to the story, I already know how the story ends. So even if somebody, you know, just writes up to A Voice in the Dark, for example, Mm -hmm. and then they stop writing, I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, I... I know how the story goes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, since I don't read for many other fandoms, I haven't run into that too much. Um, That is a thing that I'm, I'm worried about with my own fic. I'm like, I promise everybody I will, I am still writing this. I may go through very, very long spells of not updating, but I promise I'm still working on it. Um, I mean, like, like you said, if it's something where I know that I'm going to get canon content I either know what the story is or I know that the developers are still putting out more. I'm like, okay, well, if this person stops writing, then it'll be fine. I'll still have the content that I need. I'll survive. But yeah, to find something you really love that was published like five years ago and hasn't been updated since, but you know the story's not done is really frustrating because you know they're never going to come back and update it. It's been five years. No. I appreciate it if like some writers do that. They... They stop writing, but then they add one last chapter where just in keywords they will tell you what their plans were and what kind of the rest of the story was. Just like, like okay, 
that I can live with. Yes, at I least I'm getting some closure. Find out. Yeah. 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 But it's not that bad in Zombies Run, I think, because we know the story. Right. But when you write your fan fiction, do you? Uh, because that's something that I'm. Ever since you asked me if I want to publish it, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna publish it. I'm like, if people read this story who are not that far into the game and do not know all the stuff that I know like going back to the first right missions do I like I don't know like I, I kind of want to make everything cohesive and like put stuff like make make sure it, it works with the later seasons as well and and oh, everything we learn about in in the later seasons but at the same time I don't want to gives people spoilers right because it's not just people if it's somebody reading who is also like in season four or five it, it won't spoiler them but if it's somebody who's like really just running the first few missions i'm like i don't want to give you any spoilers i'm so sorry yeah but at the same time i feel like the reader has to take some responsibility for their yeah. own being spoiled like if you've only done two two episodes of or two missions of zombies run you're gonna get spoiled if you read basically any fan fiction. True. Because, like, you have to know going in that there's a good chance that you're going to have stuff spoiled for you. I put in tags, for, like, as as I'm updating it, you know, season one spoilers. When I get into season two, it's season two spoilers. When I hit season three, I'll say season three spoilers. And there may not be any that I've put, like... I've just, I, I've done like one uh, chapter for season two. I haven't really spoiled anything yet, but I went ahead and dropped the tag in as soon as I started writing for season mm. two, because I know I'm going to get to it eventually. And I just, I, I have just one more question. In your story, your run of five, who, I mean, there is some sort of, as you said, self-insert into into the game, no matter how you write it. So your run of five's boyfriend is probably dead. Right. Because he was most likely bitten by a zombie and then shot by the people at the military base. What does your husband think about that? So Kevin has read the first chapter of of this where like all the before stuff. So he read that. I don't think it even occurred to him. Um <laughs> Because, like, it's, I mean, the runner five in the story is not, it's almost like I self-earn, like, I, when I'm running, like, when I'm playing the game, I'm in the head of this character that I've created more than the character is based on me, if that makes sense. Ooh. So, I mean, it's funny because Kevin tells people, like, if I mention Zombies Run and people are like, what is Zombies Run? He's like, oh, it's this running app she does. It's like this game. She's in love with the radio operator. It's fine. I've just accepted it. <laughs> um, like, he knows that I'm in love with this fictional character and it's fine. He's fine with it. He thinks it's weird, but also it's one of those little quirks that he, <laughs> he has learned to love about me. Also, I mean, at least... I think this is better than being in love with a fictional character where there is a, you know, because of course Sam has a voice actor, right. of course, but but they do not look anything alike and they are very different from each other. I think it would be weirder if you were like super in love with 
Tony Stark and like right. there's an actual guy who portrays him who looks like Tony Stark. Right. So when you hear him you're not like seeing Philip Nightingale in the in the radio booth talking to you exactly because you don't see it you just see the character in your head exactly so yeah I think that makes it easier it does probably. it does yeah he you know he gives me grief about it but it's all in good fun <laughs> I don't think at any point he ever read it and was like so you killed off the guy from before Sam uh something you need to tell me honey <laughs> I think Kevin recognizes that the character of Michael is not him in any way, shape, or form. And so I have not, uh, I don't have any secret wishes that my husband would get bitten by a zombie and shot by the military. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, wow, this uh, this was a longer episode than we thought it would be. Yeah, we just wanted to have a nice, fun episode to get back into it. So, uh, Listeners, we might not get back to the every other week schedule just yet. I think we're we're still, you know, finding out how to fit the podcast again into our schedules yeah. and into our lives. Uh, so we will try our best to go back to regular updates, but uh, we can't promise. But uh, I mean you're still here and you're still listening to us yeah. after we have not done an episode in quite some time. So listeners, there is a lot of great stuff coming up in the next weeks and months. Thank you so much for listening to this weird episode of Erin <laughs> and me just talking about the fan fiction that we like and the fan fiction that we write. We will try to put all the links into the episode description so you can just you know find the weird superhero story i have to see if i see find that one because it, it's really I funny read it. <laughs> yeah so uh, you can find all the links in the episode description thank you so much again for sticking with us yes you guys are the hiatus. best listeners yeah the bestest also i was it was so nice like i got very nice feedback for my uh, mini episode yes. that I did recently. And that was very nice. So thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening to Podcast Detected. Our intro was Rich Groove by Jason Kessler. You can find us on Tumblr and on Twitter as Podcast Detected. We have a Facebook group that we are still kind of working on. <laughs> and... Uh, you can listen to Aaron's podcast, Unabashedly Obsessed. Uh, just look for Unabashedly Obsessed yep. on your podca- podcatcher. I think that's what we call it now, podcatcher. Yes, podcatcher. Yeah, podcatcher. You can listen to Podcast Collective Presents, which is my other podcast, and you can find that as well. Just look for Podcast Collective Presents. And uh, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Hey, good job remembering all the credits and stuff. Yeah. So everybody uh, stay safe out there. That's usually what we say yep. in the end, right? I think so. Yeah. Stay safe out there. Okay. <laughs> stay safe out there. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>